Then on QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Thank you so much for logging on and tuning in. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. 
It is Wednesday, June 15, hump day. It's also hashtag WCW Day, Woman Crush Wednesday. Huh. Our artist for today is Whitney Houston. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram at Moments with Me Media and subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. Don't forget tomorrow we are live on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today in international news. Controversial UK deportation flight to Rwanda grounded after all asylum seekers removed uk wrongfully deported dozens over five years according to official data eu signs gas deal with israel egypt and bid to ditch russia russia bans dozens of british journalism media defense figures rights groups condemn tanzanian police violence against the maasai in news out of North America, 51 star American flags displayed on Pennsylvania Avenue ahead of Flag Day. U.S. Southern Baptists to keep sex abuser list after ignored claims. South Carolina ousts Republican who voted to impeach Trump. Two South, Carolina, uh, South California officers killed in shootout at a motel. Family suing hospital after four-year-old boy given accidental vasectomy. In business and tech news, General Motors to launch a uh, rental car service for transportation on the moon. Bitcoin tumbles as crypto sell-off continues. Netflix plans Squid Game reality TV show with $4.56 million cash prize. Microsoft retires Internet Explorer. What does it mean for you? In health and science news, hepatitis, an outbreak linked to organic strawberries leaves 13 hospitalized. FDA approves new drug for treatment of alopecia. In sports news, Russian court extends Brittany Griner's detention again. Serena Williams set to play at Wimbledon after receiving wild card invite. Costa Rica edge past New Zealand to seal World Cup 2022 spot. Liverpool complete signing of Uruguay striker from Benfica for initial 64 million pounds and you'll be surprised to find out his age folks caribbean corner a seventh member of the haitian delegation at the special olympics in florida has gone missing two years too late former barbadian liat employees petition for monies jamaicans in the diaspora eligible for nids card sucks suspects in 50 million dollar fraud case arrested and that story comes out of jamaica in Believe It or Not stories, a Texas man googled ways to get away with murder after woman disappears. In entertainment news, Wendy Williams will not appear on Friday's final episode of the Wendy Williams show. Tyler Perry said he was de-escalating the situation, not comforting Will Smith after Oscar's slap. I wish this story would just go away. K-pop supergroup BTS to do work 
on solo projects. We have the details coming up right after this music break. It is hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. Our artist for today is none other than Whitney Houston.
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe, world news on the go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments, on Instagram at Moments With Me Media, and check out our YouTube channel, Moments With Me Media, Subscribe, like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. And you are listening to the beautiful voice of none other than Whitney Houston. So I have to give a little confession. Um, I played uh, You Give Good Love. I learned from the best, and now you're listening to I Got You. Now, two of these songs I've never heard before. Never heard until last night as I was putting the playlist together and I'm like, oh, do I spill the beans on myself? Yeah, I, I, I'm happy to do that because I'm sure I'm not the only one out there in Radio Land who has never heard all her songs, right? Um, I, I like this one. I got you. Yeah, and I hope you got me too. I learned from the best. Um, yeah, anybody familiar with those songs? I don't know. All right. I guess I'm the only one. Nope, that... I don't know them. Nope, no, no. <laughs> I was thinking, what is that song? You know, okay, I was listening, but I don't know it. Yeah, has a nice. Which one? The last one, right? I got you. Has a nice beat to it. 
Sure, yeah, I'll be, I'll be there one. Is it familiar because I heard a couple, course a couple times or is it the first time I'm hearing it? I'm not sure. <laughs> I am not a big music person. Right. I like music, uh, but... Let me, ooh, I turned it on again. I'm so sorry, Sinead. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. No, but like, I, you know, there's like a, a time in music that I know all the songs and all the genres. I like everything. But this one, I don't know. Yeah. So maybe two. Don't feel bad. Okay, thank you. I'm glad when I can have company on certain things. <laughs> All right, good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me. And now it is time to get on with the details. And we're starting off with international news. Controversial UK deportation flight to Rwanda grounded after all asylum seekers were removed. And this is according to CNN. The, the inaugural flight for of a controversial UK government scheme to send asylum seekers to Rwanda was stopped on Tuesday at the 11th hour. This was after an intervention by the European Court of Human Rights. According to the UK's PA Media News Agency, all migrants have been removed from the plane and the flight to Rwanda will not take off as scheduled. Britain's government had announced the deal with the East African country in April. Those people granted asylum would then be allowed to resettle in Rwanda. The government insisted the program was aimed at disrupting people smuggling networks and deterring migrants from making the dangerous sea journey across the channel to England from France. Advocacy groups had initiated multiple legal challenges to stop the aircraft, including an appeal that was rejected by the Court of Appeal in London on Monday. Several dozen asylum seekers saw their tickets canceled. Um, this is according to Care for Kali Refugee Charity, leaving just seven people due to be deported by Tuesday morning. But on the evening that the plane was expected to depart, the ECHR issued a series of rulings in the cases of the last Rwanda-bound asylum seekers, ordering the British government not to remove them. In its ruling for one Iraqi national, the ECHR said, the European Court has indicated to the UK government that the applicant should not be removed to Rwanda until three weeks after the delivery of the final domestic decision in his ongoing judicial review proceedings. The ECHR essentially found that the asylum seeker had not exhausted all legal proceedings in the UK with British courts planning to hear the applicant's judicial review challenge in July and should not be removed until having done so. Breaking news it was, last ticket cancelled. No one is going to Rwanda. UK wrongfully deported dozens over the years. This is another report that has come out, and this one is from Al Jazeera. Eniola spent 13 years living in the UK, working within and becoming a part of the Nigerian community there. The UK government took four days to deport her before any chance to appeal. She had left Nigeria in 2006, aged 39, with her son, who was 10 years old at the time. In 2019, police officers came calling, told her she was under arrest for overstaying her visa, and took her to the Morton Hall Immigration Detention Center. Before the end of the week, she was on a plane to Lagos. She says she did not get the chance to go back to her flat to pack her belongings at the time, and she did not know her son's deportation would follow just a month later. 
Eniola said she was told that she would have to file an appeal by herself. I wasn't treated differently from other people, she told Al Jazeera. We were all treated as unwanted persons generally. It was unfair and inhumane. Eniola's experience is one of the thousands of people removed from the UK since the introduction of deport first appeal later, a policy created by Theresa May, then Home Secretary, in 2014. It was designed to expedite deportations before they can be stimmed by legal challenges, but official records obtained by Al Jazeera through freedom of information laws reveal that between 2016 and 2021, 77 people were wrongly deported and had to have the Home Office's decision overturned from abroad. Legal experts told Al Jazeera the true number of people wrongfully deported over this period may be far higher due to the difficulties involved in first bringing, then sustaining a legal challenge following deportation. Critics say the UK Home Office's rush to deport people, of which deport first, appeal later was part, contributed to the Windrush scandal in which it emerged in 2017 that British citizens were denied access to benefits and health care, lost their jobs, and were even deported. After being legislated for in 2014, Deport First, Appeal Later, was expanded in 2016 to include challenges based on human rights grounds. But the following year, the UK Supreme Court ruled the policy unlawful and a breach of human rights laws. Since that decision, the British government has worked to set up video court hearing facilities from various embassies and consulates, arguing that this technology gets around the issues raised by the Supreme Court. This argument was tested in further cases, such as in a challenge to the deportation of Abiodu Juba, a Nigerian national who came to the UK as a one-year-old in 1987. He challenged a deportation order that was made after he was convicted of criminal offenses. So I, I read both stories in succession because I do have some questions. Yeah. Um, so Windrush, okay. I, I need to get more clarity on that. So I'm going to have to do a little more. Uh, it's Windrush, right? Yeah, I have to do more research on that. So I have a complete understanding because I'm not fully understanding the Windrush thing right now. And that's because I've not done proper research. So I'm going to be honest about that. Um, here's the thing. Eniola, I'm going to start with her. And that's a fake name. If you're in a country for 13 years... At what point do the light, does the light bulb go off and you say, you know something, I need to get myself situated? At what point? Question number one. Question number two. Does the immigration um, board or whatever give people the um, opportunity to go and pack their things? Don't they just scoop you up and send you off to a detention facility whenever they, they do that? Number two. And my third question is, I want more 
does anyone have access because i don't to the intricacies of the agreement between rwanda and the uk why they are looking to resettle asylum seekers there with the in my mind hope that they will just be forgotten there and start life over there so those are my three questions i know i'm asking a lot at once <laughs> loaded right so going back to the first one 13 years living in the uk and then you get deported because you've overstayed your visa at what point does the light bulb go off i need to get myself situated i i think the light bulb go off as soon as the person arrives but it's just life you know i i think sometimes people try but it have a bit to do with luck also you know like some people live in illegal right so now how do they get themselves situated when they're when they overstay the visa first you need a whole bunch of money if you intend to file for yourself they're working under the table they can't attain that amount of money um they have to get married they probably can't find a partner you know is it's just not that you know uh, that's just the way I see it. Okay. I have to say I agree with Dre on this one because let's even use the U.S. for example. I mean, we I don't know the rules in, in England that, or the United Kingdom to see if anybody can file and, and what the purpose is, if we can do the same thing like marriage. As it, and in America, life happens. I'll use myself as an example. Let, let's, let's do that because it's easier. We were resident aliens, so we did not come here illegally. We, we had a sponsor, my grandma, and several aunts. When my dad came and bought my, my mom, my sister, um, and my older brother. Um, and when, after they reached there a number of years when they could become citizens, I out of five or 10, I have now forgotten. Um, they did. My sister and I were then still minors. So they should have done it and included us so that we could become citizens as, as well. But they didn't. I don't know if they were misinformed, which most likely is they were misinformed. So they didn't include my sister and I when they became citizens. So then I didn't become a citizen for years after that because I'm like, ah, my passport is still active. I don't know if I really want to become a citizen. I may leave. I kept thinking that. Not until I was, it was how many years later? It was 20 plus years later. I said, you know what? Maybe I should become a citizen. That's when I met my husband. He's like, what the heck are you doing? You're not going anywhere. Stop it. So life happens. You get complacent. Um, you get busy. You forget what to happen. She's in a completely different situation. Abiola, let's call her Abiola. Is that, is that what you Eni call her? Eniola. Eniola, excuse yeah. me. Abiola's a TV show, excuse me. <laughs> um, and um, she wasn't quite legal, it sounded like, so she didn't have the same steps. And then in a community that's small and not in the lack of advice and help, I can see. And then Brexit, Brexit is not new. They've been talking about this for the last 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. 
So there is fear at, at, on top of everything else. I, I, I think it's unfair that one um, things happen. Some of us, yes, we, we did we did become complacent and endure things when we should. But if we're not informed as well, it doesn't happen. And then here comes, yeah, here comes the government who wants to get people out, and it's not as welcoming as the U.S. And, I, and I'm saying that with a, with a with a smile because the U.S. is not necessarily the most welcoming, but is welcoming and okay with some people. While meanwhile, England is anybody who's not a part of the United Kingdom is immediately going to get pushed out. But that that's my part on question one and i'd have to have you remind me in question two and three i'm done speaking for now <laughs> okay thank you sunette i appreciate the explanation there are different scenarios of course because her situation was a visitor's visa yours you were legal as a resident alien um my other question was does the immigration board have to allow you to go and pack things they scoop you up they scoop you up wherever they scoop you up from that's my understanding I'm not sure how it works in the UK. Um, do they allow you to go to your apartment and pack your belongings so that you can leave graciously? Good morning, Afo. Right, Sanet? So hold, hold on, Afo Labi. Yes, Sanet. So that was question number two. Do they allow you the privilege of being able to go home and pack your things? I think if anybody is, a, they're seeing her, they're witnessing her as now a criminal. That's how, so I don't think they're going to give her the right to do something like that. Mm -hmm. So, but that's just my thought. Of course, I do not know the rules of England. I have never even, I still haven't been there yet. I went to France and I didn't get a chance to go visit my friend in England. So <laughs> next time I go to Europe, I'll try to visit England. Okay. And then question number three, Sunette, was why, uh, um, Lobby, you have to allow me to finish speaking, please. Um, so question number three, Sunette, is this. Why the relocation to Rwanda? What is the agreement with Rwanda, the intricacies? Because I'm sure there are some details that are not brought to the forefront. And I would love to know why Rwanda. You're I agree with you. Yeah. I'm very skeptical of that. But Rwanda is not necessarily the worst place for people to be sent to. Rwanda is a developing country and it's developing quite quickly. They've got um, they've got um, mines in, um, is it gold? They have a precious mineral that, they, um, that they're extricating from their, from their lands and they're doing pretty good. It's diamonds. Okay. It may be diamonds. Oh. But Rwanda is not like the worst place for people to go to because they are developing and they're becoming quite wealthy. But um, I don't know what the rule is, and I have to. You know what? Let's. I'm gonna look it up too while I um while I prepare breakfast here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, right. Because sure. if, if based on what you have just said, Sanet, if Rwanda is a developing country and opportunities are there, the um immigrants could very well look at it as an opportunity. Right. Everybody is, and here's the thing. Most people want to go to where? They want to go to the UK, they want to go to um, the US, or they want to go to Canada. Feeling that those are the only three places that they can find economic freedom, right? When the truth is there are a lot of places that we would classify as off the beaten track where you can find success if you, you um, want it. I think I got the country wrong. 
I'm sorry. Wait, okay. it's not Rwanda. What's the one? Oh gosh, it's north of South Africa. Um, let me let me pull the map up. Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna put my map into it. That's not Rwanda. Is it Zimbabwe? You're talking? Genocide. No, no, no. Oh, um, the Congo. What the late? The latest number one Hold detective on. agency. Where was that? Which go, say that again, um, Sanad? Where was the latest number one detective agency? Oh, <laughs> I, I do not know. I'm sorry. North oh, of I'm South Africa. North of South Africa. So the, what we Botswana. have? Botswana. Botswana. Okay. My fault. I made the wrong country. But I'm gonna read the document anyway. I'm gonna try to find it and read because I am open my big fat mouth. So I'll be back. Okay. But, um, I'm here. All right. Thank you so much, Sanad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Afo, you wanted to speak. Go right ahead. Oh yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Oh yeah, sorry about that. The Mahan actually catch the thing a second time. So I wasn't trying to interrupt. Oh, so sorry okay. about that. All right, yeah, all right. Uh England, I can I have friends over there in England and um I think that if I remember correctly they said number one immigration situation different from from over here so you know what I mean, which in a kinda of state that already. You know what I mean? Um and then I think if I remember what I'm saying, yeah, when I'm come for you, make you leave the country, yeah, you're not getting no time for the nothing. So, uh, yeah, that means you want to put in. You're not getting no time for pop nothing. From them come show up at your place, uh, bring your guard detention, and then that's it. Uh, next time next time you look, upon a plane, you go, you're gone, if you leave out of the country, so go back to where you come from. So. I don't know if them change them stuff, but it's so like it not change, you know what I mean? And if, and also I think them says like a certain people, certain people, you know what I mean, them treat that way. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um yeah, that's that mean one of us still. So okay. give thanks. Okay, thank you, Afo. So I looked at the map of Africa. Rwanda is um more to the east between you have Burundi to the direct south uganda direct north the dr congo to the um west and tanzania to the east it's a very small country i had to actually put on the magnifying glass on the screen to be able to see it very small country rwanda what we know about rwanda was the um genocide that happened there maybe 30 years ago um, they were, um, that was a major thing we remember, I remember about Rwanda. Um, so it seems that England paid them $188 million to help resettle, yes. um, the people. But I have to, st- I still need to find out a little bit more about the details of why, why Rwanda was chosen and what they have to gain from it. Well, they gained $188 million, Right. but what else is happening? Exactly. So. What is Rwanda's biggest problem? Intense demographic pressure, the shortage of arable land, and lack of access to the Indian Ocean have been critical problems in Rwanda's economic development. Is Rwanda a good place to live? Beautiful weather prevails, making the country a pleasant spot to call home. Locals are also some of the friendliest, most open, and welcoming people in Africa. And although Rwanda has a tumultuous history, The situation today is much more stable, with expats reporting feeling extremely safe. What are the main jobs in Rwanda? Hmm. Their unemployment rate is 13.1%. 
Main industries, cement, agricultural products, small-scale beverages, soap, furniture, shoes, plastic goods, textiles, and cigarettes. Um, ease of doing business, rank 38th, very easy, they say. Labor force by occupation, agriculture, 75%. Industry, 6.7%. Services, 18%. Um, yeah. So... They're expanding and growing very well still, you know, because they have, um, I keep on seeing their president all over. Um, he's the talk of the town in Africa too, Paul Kugami. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wanted to say something about the Windrush because you asked yes, about yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So the, 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 the Windrush, like after World War, or during World War II or after World War II, they had the labor shortage in, um, Britain. So, you know, at that time, we were subject of the Queens. So a, a lot of people moved to, to England to fill those jobs and even fought in the war, right? And a lot of them stayed in England. At the time, they didn't need certain documents because we were a British colony at the time. So they didn't need any documents and they stayed in England for years. And then fast forward today, they're trying to kick out all these people. So that's the big thing. Now, this is a question that I pose all the time. Any Jamaican born before 1962? 1962, we get independence, right? I think so. So technically, anybody born before 1962 should have been British citizens. Huh? Hmm. Anybody ever thought of that? Hmm. But I think yeah, we so spoke they, about that, Dre. Didn't we say that? Um, I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, now that you're talking. Yeah, go ahead yeah, and continue. Just my thought, you know. But anyway, yeah, so those, those people, they didn't need documents because, you know, they, they went to England. They fought in the, the, the World War. They, they went over there, just go over there, jobs, and they didn't need documents for years. And then they turned around and tried to deport everyone. It was just so unjust. So that was the big thing about that. But that's the generation, like the, 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 the World War II generation. Okay. All right. Thank you for explaining that for me, Drake. So, a little more digging into Rwanda. Um, Rwanda was former, formerly a French colony and has historic association with Francophone countries. But the country decided to join the British Commonwealth in 2009. So now, a little bit more understanding, Sunet, as to why there's probably some agreement between UK and Rwanda because Rwanda is a part of the British Commonwealth. Now, the people who are being relocated are mostly, I, if I'm not mistaken, um, the majority of them are from the, oh my gosh, oh Lord, what's that nationality? I can't forget, but they're not um, Africans, if that's what we're, I mean, meaning black Africans, if that's what we're thinking. No. Uh, Arabs. They would be of Arab descent, that, that, you know, Middle Eastern descent. That's where they would be um, from. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember the two countries, but it's, they're going to come uh, Yemen. back to me. No, 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 Syria. no. no. Um, Syria is one. Syria is one. And there is an, oh my gosh, what's the other one? We have some of them in Jamaica. Um, Lebanese? Lebanese. There we go. Thank you so much, Afo and um, Dre. Yeah, 
Lebanese and um, the Syrians. They are make up a large number of those being um, pushed to Rwanda. Now, can I say I probably understand why they wouldn't want to go to Rwanda because they probably don't feel they would fit in there. But the truth is, you can fit in anywhere in the world, right? Um, again, I would love to have more information when it comes to the agreement, the details of the agreement between Rwanda and the UK, with it going beyond Rwanda being a part of the British colony, or being a British colony, let me put it that way, or part of the Commonwealth, right? So a little more digging, and I'm sure we're going to find the answers, and more is going to come to light. So the EU signs a gas deal with Israel, Egypt in bid to ditch Russia. The European Union, Israel. But uh, Before I move on, I, and I know I wanted to say one quick thing. I know that from what I've heard in the U.S., when they scoop you up, they don't even, you don't get to go home. Wherever they catch you, they catch you, they pick you up. If you are in South Florida, they ship you straight to Chrome. Chrome is not too far from where I live, right? So you don't have the luxury of being able to pack things either. So, um, yeah, nothing new. I just wondered if probably in Britain they were doing things a little different where they pick you up and they take you home and say, okay, pack your things. Let's go. No. All right, the European Union, Israel, and Egypt have signed a tripartite natural gas export deal as the bloc seeks to diversify away from Russian energy. The deal, finalized at the Eastern Mediterranean Regional Energy Conference in Cairo, will allow significant exports of Israeli gas to Europe for the first time, the Israeli Energy Ministry said. Von der Leyen said on Twitter that the agreement would contribute to Europe's energy security. Last year, the EU imported roughly 40% of its gas from Russia. Countries have been struggling to reduce that dependency in order to sanction Russia over its ongoing invasion of Ukraine. The signing of the Memorandum of Understanding in a five-star Cairo hotel comes a day after von der Leyen and Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi embarked on energy talks with Israeli Foreign Minister Yair Lapid. The EU Commission chief stressed that the Memorandum of Understanding would increase the bloc's independence, glossing over its newly found reliance on Cairo and Tel Aviv, which are both accused of grave human rights violations and war crimes. Von der Leyen also praised a set of controversial agreements brokered by former U.S. President Donald Trump, normalizing ties between Israel, the UAE, and Bahrain. Israeli gas will be brought via a pipeline to Egypt's LNG terminal on the Mediterranean, where some will be liquefied and transported on tankers to European shores. In January, the EU airmarked 657 million euros, which is the equivalent of 736 million US dollars, for the construction of a 2,000 megawatt undersea electricity cable that will link the power grids of Israel cyprus and greece von der leyen said it would be the deepest and longest such cable ever built russia bans dozens of british journalism media defense figures moscow has banned dozens of british journalists media representatives and defense figures from entering the country the russian foreign ministry said in a move that moscow said was a response to western sanctions and the spreading of quote, false information about Russia, 
29 journalists and members of British media organizations were personally banned. The list of those banned includes high-profile journalists, news anchors, editors, and senior managers at news organizations such as the BBC and broadcaster Sky News, and the editors-in-chief of the Times, Daily Telegraph, Independent, and Guardian newspapers, among others. The British journalists included in the list are involved in the deliberate dissemination of false and one-sided information about Russia and events in Ukraine and Donbass, the foreign ministry said. With their biased assessments, they also contribute to fueling Russiaphobia in British society. Many foreign journalists have left Russia after authorities in Moscow introduced prison terms of up to 15 years for spreading so-called quote-unquote fake news about the Russian army. Moscow has also banned the use of words like war and invasion and describes its attack on Ukraine as a special military operation. It's sad, but not entirely surprising, said Mark Galiotti, an expert on Russia who was among those banned. The foreign ministry also issued entry bans to 20 figures, it said, were associated with the British defense industry and were therefore responsible for supplying Western arms to Ukraine. They included Chief of Naval Staff Admiral Benjamin Key, Junior Defense Minister Jeremy Quinn, and senior figures at the defense and aerospace firms BAE Systems and TALS UK. Special, but you know, as I'm reading it, and you know, the UK crane is saying it is a special military operation. Isn't that the term we use here when the US goes into other countries uh, when they invade? It's not an invasion, right? Come to think of it, we do use the term special military operation, but when others um, go in, we say that they are invading others. Hmm, choice of words. Very important, folks. <laughs> Be careful how you um, position your words and the words you choose to use. Uh, human rights organizations have accused Tanzanian police of using violence to evict members of the Maasai indigenous community in Loliondo in the country's northern district. Activists say at least 31 people were severely injured on June 10. And I do apologize for that. At least ac activists say at least 31 people were severely injured on June 10 and security forces started an eviction plan and demarcated a 1500 square kilometer plot being allocated by the authorities for conservation activities. The nomadic Maasai people consider the area lying on the outskirts of the Serengeti National Park as ancestral land essential to their livelihood and keeping livestock and guaranteeing food for the community. A change in its status would mean the banning of human activities or settlement there. In a statement on Monday, the African Commission on Human and People's Rights strongly condemned the incident, urging the government to halt the continuing eviction and to open an independent investigation. It also stressed the need to ensure that any measures for implementation of the conservation area are carried out in full collaboration with participation of the affected communities. According to a statement published by the Forest People's Programme, on behalf of local Maasai community representatives, 
The authorities are violently seizing the land, despite a pending case at the East African Court of Justice. It also said some 700 people have fled the violence and that at least nine community leaders have been detained in unknown locations. Witnesses told the organization that about 700 policemen arrived in the area on June 7 and violence erupted three days later after members of the Maasai community were attacked by the police for uprooting beacons that had been installed to demarcate the area. Videos on social media show the Maasai running away as police fired tear gas and bullets. Al Jazeera could not independently verify the source of the videos. The Indigenous Peoples and Community Conserved Areas um, Consortium also said the government is acting purportedly to make way for a game reserve operated by a hunting tourism enterprise. A government spokesperson denied any continuing eviction, saying police officers were demarcating the area as part of a previous agreement with the local community to keep part of the land for living and allocate the rest for conservation activities. Now we know what conservation activities are, right? We're familiar with that, right? We know um, it's a huge tourism thing. Why is it? And I'm thinking about the situation in Jamaica with the, um, the maroon land last year. Why is it that governments are always willing to remove indigenous people from their land so that externals can profit? Why are they always doing that? And the way they go about doing this, it's terroristic. You terrorize the very people of your country. You harm them, you kill them, you drive them out of what's theirs so that you can sell out to foreign nationals. Have you ever seen the Maasai people? I love how they jump. Absolutely love how they jump. Yep, seen I, it. Right? These people are not bothering anybody. Why are you bothering them? The land is theirs. It's ancestral land. They grow, raise their cattle. They do what they can to take care of themselves. Now, Yannick um, Doinio, I think is how you pronounce his name, um, a Maasai leader who spoke to Al Jazeera on Tuesday from the Kenyan capital, Nairobi, said the government is taking land using claims of conservation, but without consulting the community. He said the community has presented plans to the government on how to jointly preserve the area, but did not get any response. And that right there lets you know the government is not interested in preserving anything or working with you because there is an investor who wants the land. Plain and simple. Because if, if the government had their interest at heart, they would push back with the investor and say no. We can't give you this land. This is indigenous land. However, let us see how we can incorporate the use of the land for tourism and the Maasai benefit largely in part with them having a 60 to 70% stake ownership in the whole venture. 
that's the proposal I would have made as a leader of the country to, and with the hope and the intent to protect my people. Moments, we can ask you something? Yes, go All right ahead. Alright, so when you deal with them, some of them African leaders, the, the, the biggest set of coons them ever in the world, the, the biggest set of brainwashed people, them, biggest set of sellout. You know what I mean? Yes, man. And again, it, time and time again, they show you not every skin folk are king folks. And I know more time, sometimes I was an advocate, say, Yo, oh yeah, we need to go back to the motherland. But boy, I don't like it. It's like you jump out of, the, out of one hot pot You know what I mean? If you go to one next hot pot When you come on to some of them African leaders yeah. Because I tell you It's when money and run them, them not care about them own You get what I say? Them not care Because them are, the, the report that I read Them are running after people Them offer them land For the UAE for, 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 Can't use it for hunting You see what I say? For the UAE for come use it for hunting. So these people are gonna left for them country for come from other people land for go kill off the, the, the wild animals them. The, the animals that were out in nature when are trouble nobody because the, them just demonic. Let's call it what it is. Them them are demons them. You let me say and the African leader them 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 just some of them 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 why may I tell you them them them, them are, are demons themselves. Because if you do that to your own set of people them For some people who are the NAD and respect you and not care about you Because you can't go in a them country and say Hey you know say I want to come take over the land yeah, Because you have some set of animals who want to hunt That could never happen Never not, in a, not even in a lifetime or the other lifetime That could never happen But anybody as long as the money right Them can come to Africa Pay some sellout coon Demonic African leader I say yo, we want to come, want to run off them people there uh, for the land, you know, because we want to come kill off some lion and some elephant, you know. And I say, oh, yeah, man, well, as long as the price right, they can come do whatever. A matter of fact, they're going to use our own military people, our own police people, our own citizens, and kill off our own people, them, just so Uno can come in and come get the land. Because, and I like over them places where, man, are you, where the police force are using, um, what do you call them, something like rubber bullet and all them. So, live rounds, them man, they use over there. So, live rounds. And them chop down anything in them way. Man, woman, and child. So, um, yo, um, yo, I tell them, man, yo, are some demons, them man. And I hope one day, one day, real soon, too. Come to say one day, real soon. You know what I mean? Them get what them deserve. I'm gonna learn this one. Thank you so much, Apple. The government should consider very highly the community recommendations. And it must stop this operation so that they can open a dialogue on how to jointly resolve this. But generally, the community needs this land for survival. We have to, leaders of countries especially countries that are classified as third world countries, need to think a little more. Think about the people whom you serve. Think about protecting your people. Everything is not about dollars and cents. With the C, it's more about dollars and cents with the S. 
Use common sense. Not all money is good money, they say. And it, you pointed out something which has been prevalent for many years, um, Afo, where they use their own military all the time to carry out the heinous acts amongst on their own people. So we don't even value our own people. And they know we don't value our own people. They're not stupid. But yet we're asking everybody else to value us. And I've said this before. How can we ask people to treat us right when we can't even treat each other right? We rape and pillage our own, but we're asking others not to do it to us. So this is a centuries-old story. This is history. I, I have said this. Yes, you might say people go in and steal people, but at the end of the day, the opportunity would not have, it would not have happened had the opportunity not been granted by the leaders of the very communities. We can't be so quick all the time to get, 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 get. You know, something my father taught me years ago, and I have to say I proved him right because I was like, no, that can't be, but I proved him right. Years ago, he said to me, nobody does anything for free. Nobody. And I was like, wow, people do nice things for people. People are nice. They're genuinely nice people. He said, you pay attention. Be careful of what people are willing to do for you. Because or at the end of the day, you're going to have to pay it back. I was like, wow. And let's fast forward a couple years later. Something happened. Something did happen. And yet, he was right, which makes me very skeptical. And I'm going to be honest, I'm very skeptical, extremely skeptical. Yeah. And I've, I've had more experiences because, you know, you say you can't use one experience or two experiences to blanket everybody. But it keeps happening. So was he wrong? Was he wrong? Be careful who you are allowing to do things for you. Be careful of the people you accept gifts from. Because not all gift giving is coming from a place of being genuine. They have contingencies, but we just don't know what they are. Be careful who you welcome into your home, into your life, into your space. Ever since I was a baby, and my husband will tell you, when he, if he was not introduced to me, he wouldn't talk to me. 
because my face always screw up very standoffish yes you see me out there in public oh i'm not the oh my god no that's not who I, i'm a very standoffish person i will let you know that if you don't know me if i don't know you yeah it's kind of hard <laughs> i'm not disrespectful or rude don't get it twisted but i'm not that warm inviting person that you think right no because i have learned to be that way because of the things people do and probably our communities learn need to learn to be that way don't be so quick to embrace everybody take time to figure people out experience is a b they say and it is true experiences shape us but we don't seem to learn because 2022 2022 here we go in tanzania they're ready to remove their people to bring in others to be able to game that that's the term right game when you go hunting in the out there on the open plains yep. yeah yeah that, that's what it is so they haven't learned and he who fails to learn will keep falling down he who fails to learn will keep falling down it's 2022 tanzania wake up they don't care about you they do not care about the maasai people and they have taught you not to care about your own people wake up leaders of african nations and third world countries don't be so money hungry that you're easily influenced have a backbone have a spine no one it's okay to say no it is okay to say no yeah you might uh -huh. risk an invasion or special operation <laughs> military operation but you gotta fight for your people coming up after the music break we do have news out of north america i think someone opened their mic was it you afro yeah come yeah i mean that's uh, something quick you know i mean uh we we'll see i take place at jamaica with um the prime minister and the, the maroons them you know this whole mining thing and i'm gonna take take on the people them land um but then if you guys you watch uh that you what, that youtube channel vice you know um and then went to jamaica yeah, part one and part two. And part two, they must show how them they're right next door to a school. A school there with the kids them there. You know what I mean? Try to learn. The man them out there and dig up the dirt for, for mine. For, 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 for make money. Yeah, we saw that one. We spoke about that one. Yeah, so, yeah, you know what I mean? So, they, they don't care. It's all about the money thing. So, so you're right. But, you see, one day, I woke one day, the people them just rise up and say, you know what? Enough is enough enough is enough and just go for them at them yard yes man enough for them enough go for them big mansion because when them Andrew all is out there I show but oh yes when I'm not the prime minister you know I'm out you know I'm at my garden you know picking the beautiful fruits but yes they are tear up some people farmland where them use for for farm and for take care of them family but you yeah, go on your IG 
or whatever it is him have and I talk about when I'm not the Prime Minister I do have some time off I'm out there farming and looking at my, my, my beautiful flowers and this at the turn you see me I say but yes you know they dig up people farmland for where them are used to make a living for themselves and them family it's a, it's a, boy, yo, I tell them, man. the people need for rise up Thank you, Apple. So coming up after the music break, we do have news out of North America. But right now we're going to listen to some more music from our Feature Friday artist. Wait, I hear my Feature Friday. Listen, is it Friday yet? Somebody please say it's Friday. Or a hashtag WCW, Woman Crush Wednesday artist, Whitney Houston. For every win, someone must fail. But there comes a point when, when we exhale, yeah, yeah. Say, shoot, 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 do, shoot, 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 All you gotta do is say, shoot, Sometimes you cry. Life never turns it wrong. And sometimes it's right. For every win, someone must fail. But there comes a point when, when we exhale. Yeah, yeah. Say, Made a fool of me 
All our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram at Moments with Me Media, and subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. We will be uploading more content soon. You just heard, oh, excuse me, you just heard from um, Whitney Houston some of her hit songs. Um, Exhale, Shoop Shoop. That one was written by Babyface. I remember he said he ran out of words. He didn't know what to say. So he just put shoop shoop when he was writing that one. Um, Heartbreak Hotel, a big one with Faith Evans and Kelly Price. Right now you're listening to It's Not Right, but it's okay. Thank you so much, Whitney. May you forever rest in peace. Beautiful voice. And her, her songs will never, ever grow old. Now it's time for stories out of North America. <clears throat> Excuse me. 51 star American flags displayed on Pennsylvania Avenue ahead of Flag Day. On Monday, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser ordered 51 star American flags to be displayed along Pennsylvania Avenue ahead of Flag Day. The mayor made the order as a reminder to both Congress and the nation that the 700,000 taxpaying American citizens living in Washington, D.C. demand to be recognized. On Flag Day, June 14, we celebrate American ideals, American history, and American liberty. 
but the very foundation of those ideals and the basis for our liberty is representation, Mayor Bowser said in a statement. D.C.'s disenfranchisement is a stain on American democracy, a 220-year-old wrong that demands to be righted. The stars on the American flag represent 50 states, with the last being Hawaii. It was admitted on August 21, 1959, and the 50 star design became official on July 4, 1960. The notion of D.C. becoming a state continues to be a contentious issue among lawmakers. D.C. has a population of more than 700,000 residents, which is greater than the states of Wyoming or Vermont. However, residents do not have a voting member in the House and they have no representation in the Senate. The district also has no control over its own local affairs, but the district pays more in federal taxes than 21 states and more capital than any of the 50 states, according to the 2019 IRS data book. In April, House Democratic lawmakers passed the D.C. Admission Act, which would make Washington, D.C. the 51st state and allow its residents to have full representation in Congress. Fox News reported. However, Republican lawmakers argue that because Washington, D.C.'s establishment is based on Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17, if anyone is taking notes, I'll say it again, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17 of the Constitution, any change to the district has to come in the form of a constitutional amendment, not legislation from Congress. They have also argued that the idea of D.C. becoming a state amounts to little more than a power grab by Democrats, alleging it will allow them to expand the majority in the Senate by adding two more senators from a liberal enclave. Bowser invoked the leaked Supreme Court opinion draft that suggested Roe v. Wade, the landmark 1973 case that legalized abortion, was about to be overturned. As Americans nationwide brace for a decision on the future of Roe versus Wade, we are also reminded that D.C.'s disenfranchisement impacts not just Americans living in D.C., but Americans nationwide who share our values. While the stakes are even higher for Washingtonians, we stand shoulder to shoulder with the majority of Americans who believe in a woman's right to choose. Bowser also suggested that the majority of D.C. residents are in agreement with the majority of Americans calling for common-sense gun reforms. We are at an inflection point for American democracy, and it is within the Senate's power to do the right thing, embrace representation, and move D.C. statehood forward to the president's desk. The nation's 106th Flag Day will be observed, or I should say was observed yesterday, June 14th. I didn't even know about Flag Day sorry um how can you be paying so much in taxes but you have no representation how is that possible you pay more in federal taxes than 21 states but you have no representation with a population of more than 700,000 residents which is greater than the states of wyoming or vermont no voting member in the house how is that possible? A lovely loophole. A lovely, lovely loophole. This is ridiculous. But hold on. 
hold on do i have that lined up here let me check if i have that one lined up um i call him gobbleneck i'm um, turkey neck what's his name oh my gosh what's his name where's glass we don't know you call him gobbleneck what the hell yes thank you eye to eye with me I'm seeing come on TV. Gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> Let me be myself. I'm being really bad. Hold up. Didn't he just speak out saying that? Um. Oh my gosh, what just came out? Something just came up yesterday. Forgive me. Uh, so much news. But pushing for protection for the families of the judges, the Supreme Court judges, because of what's about to happen—the overturning of the Roe versus Wade. Huh. yeah we need that in place folks so make sure it's done we have to protect the families of supreme court judges everything else gets done quickly everything is of major importance everybody else's concerns are more important than the concerns of others who've been begging for decades or centuries I mean, um, with regards to the whole Washington, D.C. becoming a state, is it putting money in my pocket right now? I don't care. I don't live there. I really don't care. There are bigger issues at hand if you ask me. That, that's the truth. That, I'm going to say that. Probably not the best thing for me to say or the right thing, the politically correct thing for me to say. But uh, there are other pressing issues on the table, right? Now... If they are allowed to become a state and it is going to yield um, results, positive results as far as gun reform is concerned, sure, come on on board, get your thing together so you can have that vote in the Senate and we can move forward. Yeah, I'm there for that. But um, very strong words were used, right? Um, disenfranchisement to stain on American democracy because it's a 220-year-old wrong that demands to be righted. Um, but not reparations. All right, cool. <laughs> Wait, one thing does not mean the others are not important. Wait, what? <laughs> Listen, for me, Sunet, it's order of priority. Let's prioritize what's truly important. I understand how he would, the, um, Bowser feels. I, I do, I, I get it. You're paying taxes. Yes. Or she, yeah, mm -hmm. she, I get it. Mayor Bowser, thank you for the correction. I get it. I, I totally get it. But I feel that there are more pressing issues that are wrong, demands that need to be righted, so much disenfranchisement and stains on American democracy that I think are of more value right now. That I'm not saying this is not important. But here's what my 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 go to disagree in that they multiple things can happen at the same time and surely does every single day. True. So Washington DC becoming a state, of course they're trying to say it, it has to become an amendment for that to happen, a constitutional amendment. Mm -hmm. Let's work on that too. Because you know what? 
those extra people who are voting on the side of the things that we want are going to be important to us. That's true. Don't ignore it. That we is true. We need those people. We need those votes. And it's extremely unfair that these people who live Washingtonians, whatever, I can never say the word, they're being taxed out of their like, a very high rate and they don't get the representation that they need. They are also our people who live in the same country with us. So we should care about them as well. And yes, reparations is working. It's happening. They're trying to fight it over here in this side of the country. They're fighting everywhere. Multiple things are happening simultaneously. So that's just my... I want to say, no, don't ignore or, or, or lessen the things that they need because what we are seeing that we need seems more important. There are things that are important that should be happening, yes. They finally passed some very small part of the gun control. Very, very small, not anything near what we wanted. Mm-hmm. We're going to take that for now and keep pushing for more. Right. And yeah. we knew that was going to happen. That you want to try, um, um, yeah. What's his name? McConnell wants to protect this state. Um, the justices. He said that the minute they put an attack on on old drunk guy. Yes, yeah. what I call him, the drunk one. I can't remember his name <laughs> I know either. What you're um, that one. But yeah, but but doesn't mean that we. Um, many things can happen at the same time. That is my point, and I'm going to stop speaking now. You're absolutely right, Sonnet. You are absolutely right. Thank you for that argument. You are right. We can multitask. We can accomplish many things at once because there are many branches, right? Everyone takes a little piece of the puzzle and works on their piece of the puzzle. You're right. You're right. Okay. So, U.S., (laughs) the Southern Baptist Convention, SCB, the largest Protestant denomination in the United States, has voted to create a database to track pastors and other church workers credibly accused of sexual abuse and a group with a one-year mandate to handle abuse claims. The vote on Tuesday, which came during the denomination's annual national gathering in Anaheim, California, follows a report by an outside consultant that detailed decades of mishandling of sexual abuse allegations and mistreatment of victims by the SBC. Despite allegations against pastors and others repeatedly reaching the SBC executive, accusers were met with resistance, stonewalling, and even outright hostility. As officials remained singularly focused on avoiding liability, according to the report by Guidepost Solutions released last month, among the damning finds was the revelation that staffers on the SBC's executive committee kept a list of ministers accused of abuse, but there was no indication the committee took any actions to assure the ministers were not in a position where they could harm others. The measures fall short of demands by some survivors, which include a compensation fund for victims and a permanent independent commission to monitor the church's handling of abuse claims going forward. It was also met by opposition from some representatives of the denomination who questioned the integrity of the outside consultant who conducted the report. Bruce Frank, who led a task force that recommended the reforms, called the steps the bare minimum, saying protecting the sheep from the wolves is essential to the church's mission. Why, 
only a one-year mandate to appeal. Why that? Why the one year? Why are they given a one-year mandate to handle abuse claims? Rather, let me say it correctly. Why are they be, being given that one-year mandate? Why don't we treat them like we treat everybody else? Now, I, I, I am here. I agree wholeheartedly with the database to track them. And I think um, all religious bodies or all the churches, regardless of the denomination, should come together so that that database is accessible to all. And again, we're crying out and asking that you stop ignoring when people come forward and talk about the abuse that they suffered in the church. A couple of weeks ago, we spoke about the, young, the pastor and the young lady. The pastor goes in front of his congregation. And that, I said, was calculating. He knew the statute of limitations had run out on him, and he knew that nothing could happen to him again. So he was able to stand in front of his congregation and, quote-unquote, confess his sins. And then, as he's confessing his sins, the, the, the young woman whom he carried out his sexual acts on took her virginity on the floor of the church office in the church, got up and had to, you know, Fact check, fact check him on a couple of things. But nobody rallied around her to comfort her. They rallied around him, gathering around him and praying for him and clapping for him for coming out and talking about what he did and confessing his sins, but not chastising him and telling him what he did was wrong. No, we pray for him. So, Database, yes. Ease of access needed. Accessibility to all churches, regardless of denomination. Please have that done. Get them out of the churches. Weed them out. They have no business there. South Carolina ousts Republican who voted to impeach Trump. And this story comes to us courtesy of the BBC. A Republican congressman has lost his bid to cling onto his seat after a furious backlash to his vote to impeach former U.S. President Donald Trump. Tom Rice, a five-term South Carolina incumbent, was beaten in a primary election by Trump-backed challenger Russell Fry, a state legislator. But another Republican in the state who had criticized Mr. Trump, Nancy Mace, comfortably won her vote. Miss Mace had later visited Trump Tower in a show of loyalty. Congressional votes were held on Tuesday in Maine, Nevada, North Dakota, South Carolina, and Texas. Mr. Rice had been a reliable supporter of Mr. Trump until the U.S. Capitol riot on January 6, 2021, when he became one of 10 Republicans who sided with Democrats days later to impeach the outgoing president for inciting insurrection. Mr. Trump was acquitted of the political charge in the Senate. A Democratic-led congressional inquiry is currently conducting public hearings into the Capitol riot, accusing the former president of plotting an attempted coup. Mr. Rice had acknowledged his impeachment vote could end his political career, 
but had maintained he was following his conscience. He lost on Tuesday night by more than 25 points. The 10 Republicans who voted to impeach Mr. Trump have faced varying outcomes. Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger have become vocal Trump critics and currently sit on the U.S. House of Representatives Committee that is investigating the Capitol riot. Mr. Kinzinger is among those who are not running for re-election. Others are fighting for their political lives. Ms. Mace did not vote to impeach Mr. Trump, but she incurred his displeasure by condemning him for the Capitol riot and voting to certify President Joe Biden's win in the 2020 White House election. She tried to make amends by filming a video in New York City this year outside Trump Tower to remind her constituents that she was one of the former president's earliest supporters. Mr. Trump endorsed her opponent, former state legislator Katie Arrington. But Ms. Mace comfortably passed the 50% vote threshold needed to avoid a runoff election. Mr. Trump, who turned 76, oh, he had a birthday? No, no, no. Okay. Had, uh, who turned 76 on Tuesday, had asked supporters to give him two birthday presents by defeating Mr. Rice and Ms. Mace. Political analysts expect the winners of the Republican primaries in Ruby Red, South Carolina, to prevail in the ele election against their Democratic challengers in November's midterm elections. In other results, for the first time, Republicans flipped a heavily Hispanic seat in Texas. During a special election in the 34th District, Mayra Flores captured a seat that President Biden won by 13 points in 2020. The victory comes as Mr. Biden's approval rating fell for a third straight week to 39% in a Reuters opinion poll as Americans grapple with soaring inflation. As I read the story um, <laughs> this morning, I, naturalists, of course, you came to my mind. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Republicans seem to be busy gaining ground. Looks as though they're going to be, I don't want to speak it into existence. I really don't, but they seem to be putting their act together for the want of a better term. <laughs> I have to say it nicely, right? Um, they're getting their ish together. They're doing what they need to do. People obviously are still enamored with Trump, regardless of what's going on. You can do what you want and still be loved. That's Trump, not for all of us. Don't, don't get it twisted. You can't, not us, not so lucky. But for him, it's working. I don't know. Is he a good luck charm? Is he that Buddha that you rub his tummy and <laughs> you get your wish? He endorses you and yes, things work out for you. But they seem to be... Um, Picking up speed. November looks like it's going to be in their favor. I don't know. What are we doing? What, what are the Democrats doing? How are they going to challenge the Republicans? How are they going to see to it that they maintain control? I tell you how. By stop playing nice guy. Stop opening your front door, taking out your fine china, your crystal, your sterling 925 silverware. Stop. Stop having your butlers and you know, put the napkins across the laps 
of those who come to visit you and pouring tea or coffee in their demitas as their pinky fingers stick out. Stop. Stop being so entertaining and get things done. Republicans flip a seat in Texas after what just happened? Okay, I'm losing it now. How was that possible? Biden captured that seat by 13 points in 2020. Flipped. It's gone to the Republicans. Wake up, Democrats. What are you doing? That's all I want to know. What are we paying you for? Paying you to be nice or paying you to get the job done? Paying you to fill seats or paying you to be effective? People are fed up. There's so much going on. Multiple things going on that, yes, can all be addressed. And I have to agree with Sunette. They can all be addressed at the same time. So why aren't we doing that? Why are we lollygagging? What, we're waiting until August when school's about to reopen to get busy, to get things done? Get off the vacations you've been on for the past two years, folks. Wake up. Wake up. Two Southern California officers killed in shootout at a motel. Two police officers were killed on Tuesday in a shootout while investigating a possible stabbing in a suburban Los Angeles motel, and the suspect died at the scene, authorities said. The El Monte officers, a veteran of um, more than 22 years and a rookie with less than a year on the job, went to the Siesta Inn in El Monte, east of Los Angeles, around 4.45 p.m. The officers confronted the suspect and gunfire erupted inside a motel room. The gunman, or the gunman, then fled into the parking lot where more gunfire was exchanged. Mayor, Andrew Mayer, who is the um, sheriff's homicide captain for Los Angeles County, said he did not know whether the officers were shot inside the motel or outside. They died at a hospital. The alleged gunman was shot and died at the scene. The killings came just one day after a California Highway Patrol officer was shot and critically wounded during a traffic stop in the Studio City area of Los Angeles. The 27-year-old officer was shot several times. He was in critical but stable condition at a hospital and is expected to recover. A bloodhound helped police track down a suspect can't pronounce his name not gonna try the suspect surrendered to police tuesday morning in a homeless encampment in the van noise area of the san fernando valley it was not immediately clear whether he had an attorney who could speak on his behalf what's going over the, going on over there in california so uh, tell your folks to get it together now i didn't know where to put this next story if it was um news out of north america uh, health news or believe it or not news. I really didn't know where to put this one. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead with it. A family is suing a hospital after a four-year-old boy was given an accidental vasectomy. A Texas family is suing a Houston doctor after their four-year-old son was given an unintended 
vasectomy during surgery. According to reports, the boy was hospitalized for a scheduled hernia surgery at the time of the incident. Randy Sorrells, the family's personal injury attorney, said part of the surgery involved work close to the boy's groin and the surgeon cut the wrong piece of anatomy. The surgeon, we think, cut accidentally the, va- the vast deferens, one of the tubes that carries reproductive semen in it. It could affect this young man for the rest of his life. The procedural error is not a common one, according to Sorrells. He said before a doctor transects or cuts any part of the anatomy, they are supposed to positively identify what that anatomy is and then cut. Here, the doctor failed to accurately identify the anatomy that needed to be cut, unfortunately cut, cutting his vas deferens. That wasn't found out until it was sent in for pathology. The doctor who operated on the boy does not have a history of malpractice. The attorney said the family is concerned for the boy's health and they're presently weighing options as it relates to reversing the procedure. The family's biggest concern is how this might affect their child physically on their ability to have children in the future and emotionally, along with having to explain this to a potential partner who you're going to have children with. Sorrells expressed concern that the boy could battle with fertility issues for the rest of his life. How long has this doctor been practicing? Doesn't say. Hmm. How could you make that mistake? How could you? I don't know what happens in surgery because I'm asleep. Um, but do they have a check and cross check by another doctor before um, proceeding or is everything just trusted to the one surgeon who is supposed to carry out the procedure no they cross check they actually sometimes color the part of the body that has to be cut they go over reverse like the medical staff right there before the surgery actually happens goes over everything um, if you listen to Dr. Keita, you remember Dr. Keita? Yes, He'll yes. talk about how much the doctors have been um, stressed recently. They've been, we're losing doctors. So it could be too many rounds, too many surgeries that day. It could be so many things. I feel so bad for the child, his parents, and the doctor for that. Like, they can, they can reverse the vasectomy. Hopefully they'll do it properly and, and he'll be okay. But, yeah, it, there's a lot of things that happen. You have to do a lot of cross-checking before. And we're losing doctors, like everybody else. So no staff, big time for errors, unfortunately. I'm done. Thank you, Sina. We don't allow pilots to fly, not we, me. (laughs) But FAA regulations stipulate that pilots are not supposed to fly beyond a certain number of hours. And after flying for so many hours, you have to take rest for so many hours right the exact numbers i don't remember right now but there is a a chart right you fly so many hours and then you are off for so many hours or so many days and not just on pilots but crew right and that's for good reason fatigue exhaustion and also 
um, it has something to do with your lungs as well. The body, because remember, you're ascending, descending, ascending, descending, going into different atmospheres, right? There's no um, workaround. You have to take those breaks. It should be the same thing in the medical field. Whether they're understaffed, short staff, whatever, a surgeon should only be allowed to do so many. And I, I don't know the specifics around the case, meaning um, based on the things that Sunet just highlighted, there are variable, varying factors, different variables that come into play. So I'm just speaking in a blanket format here. Depending on the type of surgery, if your surgery is going to be so many hours, I believe that after that, you should have so many hours of rest. If they are minor surgeries or what we refer to as outpatient surgeries, you should only be allowed to do so many within a specific period of time. Say within a 24-hour period, you're only allowed to do, let's say, three. And then you're off the clock. You cannot see patients. You cannot see anybody. You go home. You rest. That's it. Having surgeons in particular do a 16-hour surgery, a 12-hour surgery, an 8-hour surgery, and then carry on as though it's just another day. No. I think... And I don't know if they have it in place. So I'm remember I said, I don't know. I'm just speaking. I would want to hope that there is something in place that says, okay, you have completed an eight hour surgery. You have to be off for the next 12 hours or 24 hours. You just completed a 16 hour surgery. Reset the button. See you in three days. Something like that. Something like that. I don't know what it is. Because if a surgeon is fatigued, exhausted, tired, it is going to interfere with their ability to carry out their operation successfully. Successfully meaning removing the right um, body part, doing your dissections correctly, doing your suturing correctly, everything that needs to be done. Just my two cents on that matter. Does anybody, I like that statement, um, Orange, was he under the influence? It's a good question. Who is checking their cognitive abilities before they go in through those doors, before they wash their hands up to their elbows and put on those three layers of gloves and masks. Who is checking them? Who is making sure that there's no alcohol in their system, nothing, that they're of sound mind at that point? Who is checking them? Or are we just taking it for granted that, you know, coming from old school days, they're a doctor, so automatically they garner the respect of everyone around them and you never question them. 
those days are gone, folks, because doctors are human beings and they have life happening for them just as we have life happening for us. They are stressed too, right? Yeah. Coming up after the break, we do have business. And, we are so behind. We do have business and tech news, health and science news. Here's a little bit more from Whitney Houston, hashtag WCW. She's our artist for today. Um, yeah, she has a lot of hit songs in her catalog.
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me Media Moments, M-I Media Moments, on Instagram at Moments With Me Media, and that's Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments With Me Media, like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. We're listening to our hashtag WCW Artist for today, Woman Crush Wednesday, Whitney Houston. You heard, I'm every woman, and how will I know right now? It's so emotional. And now it is time for business and tech news. General Motors to launch rental car service for transportation to on the moon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> General Motors to launch rental car service for transportation on the moon. Yay, yay, yes. I'm flying out, y'all. I'm flying out. I'm leaving Earth. Peace out. Y'all can stay down here. It's got to get it out here. I'm leaving. See, now we, I can rent a car and go to the, on the moon while I'm there. I'm going to hang out there for a while. Anyway, let me be serious for a second. General Motors is about to launch a car rental service to facilitate transportation on the moon. It looks like General Motors is on a new level above gravity, to be exact. The company is set to develop a line of lunar mobility vehicles through a collaborative partnership with Lockheed Martin, Fox Business reports. This all comes as more moon missions are already being planned out, with them slated to begin in 2025. The vehicles will be able to transport people and their gear. On top of that, the vehicle system will be able to emulate a part of the moon's surface and will be able to set to and will be set to one sixth of the Earth's gravity. The vehicle will also use solar power as its charging source. The things that you would do to make a vehicle look good in an off-road environment on earth are the same things you would do on the moon it's just a shift in the numbers said gm advanced vehicle dynamics lead engineer jeff boat wow so go ahead dre go ahead oh you know that uh the, the, the mic come off by mystic i'm so sorry I'm so sorry. Luckily, they can't go to the sun. They would have out it by now. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you said that because I was about to say this. <laughs> you know what? Can you imagine a group of people going to the moon and they start excavating and they start finding diamonds and gold and precious gems and stones there? Can you imagine the destruction that would take place up there? Can you imagine? 
Now you want to go pollute the moon? Because even though they're going to be solar powered, I'm sure there's, you know, but when you're changing the tires, what you do with the tires? Um, somebody's mic is open. Someone's mic is open. Oh, Afo, Afo, your mic, your mic. There's a lot of distortion. Now imagine what are they, what are they going to do with the tires? Are they going to anchor down um some tire stations up there? <laughs> you know, you can change your tires. You know, and what you do with the scraps? Going to start littering the moon, or are they going to be transporting the things back to Earth? Or uh, is it that the vehicles will only go when there's a flight to the moon, but the vehicles go back with you? I don't know. I really don't know. We've messed up Earth. Can we not mess up the moon too? I don't know. How y'all feel about that? Then the vision... The moon won't be so beautiful anymore. Go ahead, Afo. Oh, now everyone else, sorry about that. When you get trapped on the Matrix. Um, yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Neither is my wife, because I told her about it. We're not surprised. Um, you have this app that uh, we downloaded called Gaia. You know what is Gaia, the Earth. And um, person, scientists, people work on NASA, military personnel. They're like, them have like documentaries all them are talk and they're talking about how they've been living on the moon for like a very very long time now uh mars as well as mars they've been living on mars for a very very long time so with persons and consider conspiracy theorists you know what i mean they wouldn't really listen to that but yeah there's this app called gaia yeah, you can watch. I think you have to sign up for it. On yeah. Prime, you can watch it for free. Oh, and well, my wife's on Prime. I can watch it for free. Some of it. Some of it. You know what I mean? And they actually tell you very top secretive or stuff that's been declassified. You know what I mean? Or some still top secret. You know what I mean? They tell you all these things that the government has been doing and life on Mars and and on the moon are part of it as well so whenever you guys feel like an interest yeah, you can just stop by and check it out you know uh, so, and as we go forward in the future you won't be surprised you, you won't be surprised because like, oh wait a minute i thought let me hear about this oh, 2022 so when them them start feel like they're ready to start release stuff when i already way ahead when i already know about it already just say all right thank you apple rosolo says girls trip go <laughs> can my wine not drop out of my glass while i'm there you know we have to maintain the beverages we have to maintain the beverages but let's go <laughs> hey anything's better than here i'm saying <laughs> let's try something let's try anything right about now good morning everyone <laughs> good morning good <laughs> But Rosolo, you say 
you know, anywhere is better than here, you know, but if I the same set of people them would upon earth will make earth very miserable. Okay, you know, upon the moon. You have probably have the same problem eventually, you know what I mean? a very good point Aqua. You make a yeah very yeah yeah that's a good point you know what i think we should do rosolo and you know for a good girls trip let's rally up all the ladies here and let's go discover <laughs> we're gonna go discover a country and we're gonna plant our flag and we're gonna take it over and it's gonna be our own <laughs> and we discovered it although it was already there yes we're gonna uh, that's what we're gonna do we're gonna set sail and we're gonna discover summer because i want to do it that way i want us to sail you want three ships you want three ships too i want three ships and i want us to sail out there and we're gonna go discover and take over someone and we're gonna... all i'm hearing is this man's voice in my head you did <laughs> and he said, I discovered it. <laughs> Sir, you're in a man's car. No, I discovered it. What is today? Columbus Day. Good. What did Columbus do? Discover things. Good. I discovered it. So, yes. And we're setting sail. And we're going to make sure we land on Columbus Day. I love it. I love it. <sighs> I digress. As usual, I, I have nothing to <laughs> And then you're going to hear we're crazy. <laughs> That's what you're going to hear. That we're crazy for discovering somebody else's country. Oh, y'all didn't think y'all were crazy? Can we leave the moon alone? Please, Just let, let's just leave the moon alone. So, oh my gosh, it's not getting pretty. Bitcoin, what's going on? What's going on, Bitcoin? What's going on? Again in the news this morning, Bitcoin tumbles as crypto sell-off continues. And this story comes courtesy of Al Jazeera. Bitcoin tumbled on Wednesday to a new 18-month low, dragging smaller tokens down with it and spurring a sharp fall in crypto markets sparked by crypto lender Celsius freezing customer withdrawals. The world's largest cryptocurrency fell as much as 7.8 percent to 20,289 its lowest since december 2020 it has lost about 28 percent since friday and more than half of its value this year since its record high of $69,000 in november it has slumped about 70 percent cryptocurrencies have been hit hard this week after United States crypto lender Celsius froze withdrawals and transfers between accounts, stoking fears of wider fallout in digital asset markets already shaken by the demise of the Terra USD and Luna tokens last month. The turmoil in the industry is snowballing as traders bail on the asset class that has represented the height of speculative investing and easy money. Now, with pricing continuing to dive, there are more predictions that losses will accelerate. Expectations of sharper U.S. Federal Reserve interest rate hikes as inflation in the world's biggest economy soars have also heaped pressure on risky assets from cryptocurrencies to stocks. Um, where's Andel? Oh, he's not here. He was here earlier. I want to see how he's faring, you know, because I know he's huge on crypto. 
Um, That's one of the times you just have to hold out, you know. Um, we're in a bear market right now, so it's going to keep falling. Um, we're currently in a recession. They just don't want to say it as yet. But, um, hey, it's a good time to buy. <laughs> just keep buying and buying and buying and buying. This is you getting the best prices, uh, you know, everything. Everything always come back around. Everything. Um, we'll see this happen in 2008. You know, uh, it, you just have to hold out. So these times are just, it's really times of opportunity to get in because it's going to go up back. I like your spin on it. Especially the crypto with the metaverse coming and all these new technology. Uh, I, I see it going up back. Probably no time soon, but you just if if you if you brave enough to buy now and hold on for the next two, three, four, five years, you know these mm. things uh, is it, not quick money. A lot of people lose money because they're getting in and think it's just quick money. This is not a quick money thing. Mm. Interesting. Thank you, Don. Um. Um. Hello. You know what? I, can you hear, are you hearing me down? Oh, my mute button was on. I'm so sorry. I'm here talking and my mute button was on. Um, I'm a little bit of a skeptic. I'm, I'm very cautious. Um, yeah, very cautious. I understand what you're saying. You have to be in it for the long haul. My thing is we can't see the money. You see it. So you, you, you mentioned one time you, 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 you prefer real estate, right? Yes, because I can see the land. I can see the house. I can see. I, I can I can walk on the land. I have a title in my hand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, you know, in real estate, there's times when the, the, the price is falling. Everybody's panicking and you don't panic. If you have money. When the prices is falling, is the time to buy. You know, everybody wants, for some strange reason, always want to buy when the price is going up. Like, everybody want to buy now. Why you want to buy now? The market is going to crash. So you just sit out. You wait till the market crash. You buy. And if you can wait three, four, five years, it's going to go back up. So, like, like the financial market works the same way. Um, there's nothing really to panic about because if you check the stock market from the the, the the 1930s till now it's always going up technically it's, it's always going up you know it just don't go up in a straight line everybody it, it go up in dips it go up dip up dip up, but overall it always go up so a time like this now is really a time really to get in you okay. know just buy good stocks don't don't buy every stock you buy good stocks buy mm -hmm. stocks like amazon you could get amazon for like a hundred dollars now you know, right? <laughs> we see Amazon. I, I would rather put my money on Amazon. Honestly, right. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so we see Amazon go from what twenty something dollars to two thousand plus dollars. They mm. split the stock the other day. It's at a hundred dollars now. It's time to get in. You buy Amazon. Your Google is gonna split the first of July. First of July, yeah. Good time to get in. Apple. These are the things that you buy. People want to buy like companies that. <laughs> I put it this way: buy companies that's running the world. Right. <laughs> that's that's all I, I put it yeah. so you buy your amazon your google th these companies are good companies and you get in you sit and you wait you be patient and when the boom come back around probably the next five years you know it takes take your money right <laughs> all right thank you Dre. 
Netflix plans Squid Game reality TV show with $4.56 million cash prize. Netflix is casting for a newly announced reality TV show, Squid Game, The Challenge, the company said in a statement. The streaming giant said the program, inspired by its most watched series, Squid Game, will have the largest cast and lump sum cash prize in reality TV history, with 456 participants competing for 4.56 million. Hold on a second. 4.56 million. Okay, that's $9,999.23 per person. Okay, 10000 per person roughly. Okay. However, unlike the South Korean fictional series, yes, my bath was bad. I had to use a calculator. <laughs> anyway. However, unlike the South Korean fictional series, individuals will not be risking their lives for the money, and the worst fate is going home empty-handed. Squid Game to the world by storm with director Huang's captivating story and iconic imagery. We're grateful for his support as we turn the fictional world into reality in this massive competition and social experiment, said Brandon Rigg, vice president of unscripted and documentary series at netflix the reality show will be filmed in the united kingdom and is currently only casting english speakers the 10 episode reality competition will include games inspired by the original show as well as new additions the original series released in september 2021 told the story of cash-strapped contestants who play childhood games for a chance to win a life-changing sum of money and to survive the game itself. The first season holds, a, holds the record as Netflix's most popular series of all time, with more than 1.65 billion hours viewed in its first 28 days. Anyone on here saw The Squid Game? I have not watched it. Not interested. Yeah, I'll watch it. Is it worth it? I don't know. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, you know, I, I, I like watch movie with you know blood on him somewhere. Yeah, so. Oh, okay, all right, okay, that's yeah. it. Count me out. Count me out. Count me out. Mm -mm. Count me out of that one. Won't won't be watching that. Not interested. Thank you. If anybody's interested, check it out. Microsoft retires Internet Explorer today. What does that mean for you? RIP um, to Microsoft's IE. Microsoft is officially ending support for its iconic web browser, Internet Explorer, today, June 15, 2022. We will be having a funeral service later on this afternoon. Please come dressed in blue and gold, and I will be connect collecting donations. Service starts at 2 p.m. Thank you. Internet Explorer, also known as IE or MSIE, was first released in 1995 as part of an add-on package for Windows 95, the first Windows with the infamous Start button. Oh, and don't worry, donations are in aid of the church building fund. From 1995 to 2013, the multi-billion dollar software company released 11 versions of its web browsing software. For many in the world, it was the first introduction to the World Wide Web. Its last version was Internet Explorer 11, released in 2013 before being replaced by Microsoft Edge. 
For most of the early 2000s, Internet Explorer was the most widely used web browser, reaching a peak of about 95% market share by 2003. One of the reasons for Internet Explorer's epic rise was that it was the default web browser in Microsoft Windows operating system, allowing it to win the first browser war against rival Netscape Navigator. I forgot about that one. Its usage share has since declined with the launch of Firefox 2002. I don't use that one. And Google Chrome 2008. Yep, that's my go-to. Internet Explorer's market share fell below 50% in 2010 and in 2012. Google Chrome overtook Internet Explorer as the world's most used web browser. As of the start of 2022, Internet Explorer users made up less than 1% of web users across all platforms, according to StatCounter. What does it mean? Nothing to me. Nothing. On to the next one. Um, everything is for a time, right? Nothing lasts forever. And so too, I am sure you have the, the techies working and the engineers working to come up with something that's probably better. Not probably that will be better than Google Chrome, right? So Google Chrome is going to have its run. Firefox going to have its run. Um, yeah, everything has its time. We expire, so why wouldn't things expire, right? In health and science news, hepatitis and outbreak linked to organic strawberries leaves 13 hospitalized. There has been another report of hepatitis A infections linked to organic strawberries across various states. The CDC confirmed one additional probable case related to this outbreak, bringing the total number of cases to 18 across three states. On June 7, the CDC updated the number of cases. 13 of the 18 patients who reported being sick had been hospitalized. Previously, it was reported that 17 were infected and only 12 were hospitalized. So far, cases of hepatitis A linked to the outbreak have been documented in California, Minnesota, and North Dakota. Federal officials have not reported any deaths since they began investigation. They linked, though, everything to fresh organic strawberries imported from Baja, California, Mexico, branded as Fresh Campo, and that's Fresh K-A-M-P-O and H-E-B. So between March and April this year, they were still available at major retailers. Uh, the recalled product may have been sold at H-E-B, Kroger, Safeway, Sprouts, Farmer's Market, Trader Joe's, Walmart, Wise Markets, and Winco Foods. Um, when you buy your fruits, folks, wash your fruits. Some people do with vinegar, a solution of vinegar. Um, let them soak there and, you know, have a sponge that you dedicate or a brush that you dedicate to scrubbing off your fruits before you um, put them in your refrigerator or in your fruit bowl, wherever you store them. But it's so important that you wash them. Another thing, um, I know I used to do this, taste testing fruits in the supermarket. Those days are long gone anyway. With the whole pandemic, that went out the window. You know, you bite them off really good. And No, 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 cut that out. Don't do that. If you're in the habit of testing your fruits in the supermarket, I would say, pump the brakes on that because 
people are touching fruits and dogs are in the supermarkets now, right? Not the um, ones that they use for, ser not service animals. You're talking pets being put in the carts and people are rubbing down their pets while they're touching the food. So yeah, come to think of it, don't, not just your fruits, wipe down anything you bring home for the supermarket for that matter, okay? Protect yourselves as best as you can. Um, hepatitis A can make people sick for a few weeks or months. Consumers will likely develop symptoms such as yellow skin or eyes, which may look like, um, what's that disease? Um, jaundice, may look like jaundice. Upset stomach, stomach discomfort, nausea, weariness, joint pain, diarrhea, or fever. According to the CDC, a few people who contract it may develop liver disease or die, although most recover within a week. Um, yeah, so be very careful, folks. Wash your fruits thoroughly. Uh, FDA approves a new drug for the treatment of alopecia. The Food and Drug Administration has approved a new drug. Yes, FDA officials on Monday confirmed their approval of Olumiant. Olumiant. O-L-U-M-I-A-N-T. Let me say that again. O-L-U-M-I-A-N-T. For those who have the condition that causes hair loss. Alopecia areato, areata attacks hair follicles, causing hair to fall out in clumps and leading to patchy baldness. Around 300,000 people in the U.S. suffer from the autoimmune disorder. Two trials of the drug showed that about a third of people who took the drug regrew enough of their hair to cover 80% of their scalp. The drug is manufactured by Eli Lilly and Company. So share that. Um, speak to your healthcare provider to see if it's something worth trying out. The name of it again is Olumiant, Olumiant, O-L-U-M-I-A-N-T. It's a new drug that the FDA has approved for the treatment of alopecia. All right. Um, sports news. Go ahead. Go ahead. Good morning. Well, I, I will say, you know, there's one good thing that came out of the slap. Uh, we all know what alopecia is. Because, I'll be honest, I have no idea what that, what that was until the whole incident and um what about folks who are going ball like myself you know can that drug be used for people who are losing their year naturally mm, like you and marlon i don't know why you had to marlon on the bus wow <laughs> hey naturalist naturalist yeah. um three thousand dollars right three thousand dollars you get a trip to turkey and you get your 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 uh, uh, um I don't remember what the surgery name, but you could get your hairline back, right? For $3,000, everything. And they do the best hair surgery over there in Turkey. Think but about does, it. Does, does, it does it grow? Does it grow after that? I got to keep going back. No, no, no. It grew, it grew after that. Oh, yeah? Oh, my, yeah. Look into my, it. Look at Turkey and hair transplant. Three grand. <laughs> that sounds like, sound like a deal right there. All right. Right. Um, it's it. Check with your healthcare provider. Um, naturalist. No, on a serious note, check it out. Definitely check it out. Me personally, I like a man with a bald head, so it doesn't bother me, right? But um, you do have some men who are concerned, and they the the whole hair transplant industry has ballooned 
in the last two decades, I want to say, right? Um, yeah, I think some men are really sexy with their bald heads. So I wouldn't want my husband getting um, any hair transplant or taking the, the drug. No, let him stay with his bald head. Yeah. But um, check it out, folks. Check it out. It's worth looking into. So in sports news. Russian court extends Britney Griner's detention again. WNBA star Britney Griner's detention has been extended again by a court in Russia, according to Russian state media outlet TASS. She will reportedly remain in custody at least through July 2. A representative from the Kimki court of the Moscow region said Griner's detainment was extended for another 18 days at the request of the investigation, ABC News reports. The 31-year-old basketball player was detained at a Russian airport on February 17 after authorities allegedly found vape cartridges with hashish oil in her bag. The New York Times reports she was charged with large-scale transportation of drugs and could face up to 10 years in prison. In May, the U.S. government officially classified her as wrongfully detained, which meant the State Department would work to negotiate her release. This is the third time Grana's detention has been extended. In March, a Russian court extended her pretrial detention until mid-May, and just last month, the court extended her detention until June 18. So now, July 2nd. Um, whatever they're saying, the Russians aren't hearing. I don't know. Got to say something different. Come up with something else. Could it? Well, we know. Not could it. We know that it's a whole um, strategy. The, she, she's just a, what you call it? What you, a ploy. A ploy. Thank you, Sunet. She's just a ploy right now in the whole thing. If the U.S. stops endorsing the Ukraine, I'm sure they'll release her. I'm sure. But as long as the U.S. is endorsing Ukraine and pushing and imposing these sanctions and all the yada 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 yeah that's been going on since march she's gonna be there and because there is so much um drummed up support for her they're like oh so y'all really love her ah sit, sit down over there Griner. sit down sit out a little bit longer hmm, let's see how much they really love you right hopefully they can do something probably send a whole different group of people to talk because the group that's been talking, not getting anywhere with the Russians, you know. So um, let's see. Serena Williams set to play at Wimbledon after receiving wild card invite. Serena Williams will be there. The All England Club broke the news on Tuesday that the tennis star was awarded a wild card entry for singles, making her return to Grand Slam action after being away for a year. The holder of 23 Grand Slam singles trophies, Serena will tune up by playing doubles at a smaller grass court event first, teaming with another name I cannot pronounce in England starting next week, the Associated Press confirmed. Main draw player to Wimbledon is scheduled to start on June 27. Williams has not competed anywhere since she was injured in the first set of her match during the All England Club last year. Williams was among a half dozen other women, women that earned a spot in the singles draw on Tuesday along with five British players, Katie Boulter, Jody Burag, Sonne Cartel, Eureka, not going to bite my tongue on the last name, and Katie Swan. 
Two other women will also get invitations in due course, the All England Club announced. Williams seemed to confirm the news with a social media post uh, with a photo of her white shoes and what appears to be a grass court and a message, Southwest and Southwest 19, or I should say SW and SW19. It's a date, 2022. See you there. Let's go. The 40-year-old star has won seven singles trophies at Wimbledon, the first in 2002 and the most recent recent in 2016. I would never want to be on the opposite end of the court with that. How many miles per hour um, do her balls go? When I go, I would never compete with her. I'd be like, just give her the trophy. Have you seen her little daughter, Olympia? Yep. She's going to be the next big thing. The next big star in tennis. She's already shaping up for it. Yeah. Costa Rica. Edge past New Zealand to win. Yep. And they sealed a spot in World Cup 2022. A third minute strike by Joel Campbell helped Costa Rica beat New Zealand in the qualifying playoff and reach their third successive World Cup. The former Arsenal striker ran past two defenders to score the only goal of the match at the Ahmad bin Ali Stadium in Qatar on Tuesday evening in front of loud and mighty Costa Rican fans. New Zealand felt they had equalized just before halftime, but the goal was ruled out by the referee after VAR consultation for a foul in the build-up. Costa Rica previously qualified for five World Cups, 1992, 2002, 2006, 2014, and 2018. New Zealand, also known as the All Whites, participated in the tournament in 1982 and 2010. I know in the first couple of minutes of the game, they scored that goal, right? Yep. And it was like, yay, go Costa Rica, la vida pura, whatever. Anyway, um, good job, Costa Rica. Yeah, some 6,000 fans traveled there. Yep, even though their performance for the Costa Ricans was a less than convincing one, they still went to support their their, their, um, team. They showed up indeed. Darwin Nunez. Liverpool complete signing of Uruguay striker from Benfica for initial 64 million pounds. Marlon, we have four boys. Do something with one of them. Send them over to Europe. U.S. ain't cut. He's on the phone. He's on the phone. He can't hear you. He's on the phone. See, I'm not looking at. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not looking at my phone. (laughs) Um, Are the boys interested in soccer, football? Excuse me. No. No. Okay. So then, come on. Sometimes you got to do like the Chinese and put them in there anyway. This is what you're going to do. I don't care what you want to do. You're going to do this. 22 years old could become the club's record signing with the fee rising to a potential 85 million pounds with add-ons. Nunez. Scored 34 times in 41 appearances for Benfica last season. Liverpool's current record transfer is the £75 million paid to sign centre-back Virgil Van Whatever from Southampton in 2018. Nunez's fee should reach at least $75 million if he plays regularly. 
the add-ons in the deal, which could amount to £21 million in total if they're all met, range from how many goals he scores to whether the Reds win the Champions League. The signing is subject to international clearance and work permit approval. The front man, who has 11 caps for Uruguay, Uruguay, scored 26 goals in 28 league games, league games in 2021 to 2022. I'm just hung up on the money. I can't even speak. With 25 of those goals coming in the 24 league matches in which he started. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp said Nunez is a wonderful footballer with so much potential to get even better. That's why it's so exciting. His age, his desire, his hunger to be even better than he currently is and his belief in our project and what we're looking to do as a club, said the German. He thinks we suit him and we believe he is the right fit for us. So let's do it. Wow. Young man, 22 years old and could tap out at 85 million pounds. Money live like baller. Uh, Leon Bailey. So the money live right now, like Leon Bailey. Listen, man. If your kids love something, no matter what it is, whether it's sports or arts, entertainment, science, technology, law, medicine, Whatever your children love, support them. Because you never know where the roads could take them, right? Good for you, young man. Happy for you. Yeah. Now it's time for Caribbean Corner. A seventh member of the Haitian delegation at the Special Olympics in Florida has gone missing, officials say. Another member of Haiti's delegation to the Special Olympics USA Games has gone missing in Florida, according to a spokesperson for the Games, marking the seventh Haitian member not to be seen in the past week. Oh boy, Louis Jacques Wilgens, 25, went missing on Saturday, the Osceola County Sheriff's Office said on social media. He was last seen getting off a bus at a Walt Disney World resort and was scheduled to fly back to Haiti Sunday morning, the Post said. Disney is hosting this year's edition of the Games. Local law enforcement is working to locate an adult reported missing on June 11 from Haiti's delegation, participating in the 2022 Special Olympics USA Games. The reason for their departure from the Games is currently unknown. Six other members of the Haitian delegation went missing on June 6 after returning their room keys and leaving behind their personal bags and belongings. Foul play is not suspected by authorities. Another one said, yep, I ain't going back to Haiti either. Yes, I'm staying right here. Um, we go to Barbados for our next story. Two years too late, former Barbadian Liat employees petition for money. The former Barbadian employees of regional airline carrier Liat have filed a petition to Prime Minister Mia Amor Motley calling for the up to $7 million owed to them. A small group representing 54 employees handed the petition over to the Clerk of Parliament, Pedro Ismonon 
yesterday, just after 10 a.m. The petition, which has over 2,220 signatures, is appealing for Prime Minister Motley to fulfill her September 2021 pledge of a meeting update. She originally promised to hold the meeting within 100 days, but it never came to fruition. And to provide a deadline by which the severance payments will be made and information on when the employees will receive other entitlements, such as vacation pay, notice pay, final salary, and pension payments. As Barbados is one of the major stakeholders in the airline, the former employees hold that the government of Barbados should emulate their neighbors in St. Lucia and offer some assistance. Work it out, work it out. Jamaicans in the diaspora eligible for NIDS cards. And what are those? Here we go. All Jamaicans, and I said it again, all Jamaican citizens locally and in the diaspora will be eligible for the National Identification Card, which will be issued with the rollout of the National Identification System, NIDS. This was disclosed by Minister Without Portfolio in the office of the Prime Minister Floyd Green. He just got married the other day during a special Riverside River side chat segment of the Jamaica 60 Diaspora Conference, which opened on June 14 at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade Headquarters, downtown Kingston, and live streamed online. It doesn't matter if you're a Jamaican living in New York, the United Kingdom, or wherever in the world. Once you are a Jamaican citizen, you can get a national identification card. Additionally, those who are resident in Jamaica for six months or more will also qualify for the NIDS card. Green noted that while Jamaicans in the diaspora will be able to go online and pre-enroll, they will be required to visit an enrollment site in Jamaica to provide their biometric information. So you definitely got to take that trip to Jamaica if you want to get the NIDS card. Plan that vacation. Go enjoy yourselves and sort yourself out. Get your citizenship status in order. Get your passports. Remember, we spoke about that yesterday. Get your TRN number and now get your NIDS. Yep. All right. So in Jamaica, we said don't lay, lay. Don't waste time, folks. Let's get our business in order. <laughs> yep. Good to go. <laughs> Suspects in a $50 million fraud case have been arrested, and this story is courtesy of the Jamaica Star. Local authorities have arrested two men they believe are part of a team that stole close to $50 million from a financial institution through a sophisticated cybercrime scheme. The arrests were made during a series of coordinated operations by the Financial Investigations Division and the police's counterterrorism and organized crime investigations branch, mainly in South St. Andrew on Tuesday. Three other men are still being sought in the ongoing operations, police and FID officials confirmed. They are believed to have gained unauthorized access to a local financial institution and subsequently stole large sums of money. Last month, three men were arrested and charged with money laundering for their alleged involvement in the scheme. $50 million. How much is that in U.S.? I need to do a check. 
what's the rate roughly one let me say 150 that's three hundred and thirty three thousand dollars approximately give or take okay all right no lat no stories out of latin america today <laughs> we're gonna take a quick music break a little bit more from whitney houston she is our hashtag wcw artist for today woman crush wednesday here she is singing i want to dance with somebody i want to feel the heat with somebody Well, you gotta, you gotta wait that you're making me feel I can do, I can do. 
to all our listeners logged on to qmzradio.com janoradio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens i'm moments with me and you're listening to coffee and tow world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views don't forget to follow me on twitter at me media moments on instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and subscribe to the youtube channel moments with me median me and everything is mi like share comment and click on that notification bell it is hashtag wcw woman crush wednesday and we are crushing on whitney houston so far you heard i want to dance with somebody step by step i'm your baby tonight is what you're hearing right now And of course, we're going to hear a little bit more from her before we close out. But for now, it is time for our Believe It and Not story, as well as our entertainment news. <sighs> Do people watch the news, folks? Are people watching the news? I don't think so. Are people listening? I don't think so. I guess there are some people who actually tune out totally, right? Standing in the supermarket, you don't see things, headlines on magazines or newspapers. I guess we're just totally oblivious to everything that's going on. Clearly, because this Texas man Googled ways to get away with murder after a woman disappears. A Texas man allegedly looked up tactics to get away with murdering someone after a woman went missing. Police arrested and questioned 28-year-old Houston resident, and it's an African name, Chukwibuka, and I know I'm not pronouncing it correctly, so I'm just going to call him Buka, 
Nuoboro on May 13 over the disappearance of 24-year-old Felicia Johnson. You know, I had a friend um, back in Jamaica when uh, his father was the, what you call it, ambassador to Jamaica for Nigeria. Uzuchukwu, hard name to spell. His name, Uzuchukwu Ananuju. I wonder what ever happened to him. Wow. Anyway, on May 13 of the disappearance of 24-year-old Felicia Johnson, Johnson went missing the morning of April 16 when she allegedly left the Intercontinental Hotel in Houston's Medical Center. That morning, she got in an Uber that was ordered for her. Um, Buka ended up being the person who picked her up, and he then took her to his apartment. Grabbing trash bags, a flashlight, and towels, um, Buka was captured on the morning of April 16 and 17, picking a variety of different items, including a mechanical saw out. At the time, he was seen with a bandage on his right hand. He claims he cut himself while opening boxes. Things got even sketchier when investigators allegedly investigated his Google searches. Some of the things he searched were, can bleach destroy DNA? And does vinegar destroy blood DNA? He also Googled most forested part of Houston. The next day, wow. A week later, he looked up the cheapest places to live in the world and how to delete history completely. During his arrest, authorities also searched his home and went through his phone where they found photos of three dead people and a photograph of a deceased, dismembered female. There was also blood that matched Johnson's DNA in his home. Buko, Buka has since been charged with murder and tampering with evidence. Um, well, Buka, you were looking for somewhere cheap to live? There you go. You're there. You're right there. Really cheap. The food, cheap. Living conditions, cheap. How to delete your history complete. Uh, uh, well, how the world will forget about you. You're, you're there. Are you stupid? Or are you dumb? I don't know. Which is worse, to be stupid or to be dumb? Which is worse? Because whichever is worse, that's what you are. How could you think you could do something like this, have all this evidence around you, then be doing these Google searches? And in case you don't know, folks, nothing ever disappears. Even though they say delete your search history, it doesn't really disappear. They can get into it if they want to. A mechanical saw? What did this person do to you? you to do that to them and the others um i don't know some of these things when you listen to them or when you read them you feel as though you're watching something on tv sounds a little unreal as though this has to be a movie sometimes you read stories and the next day, and this happens to me. I don't know about you, but it happens to me. The next day, you're like, hold on, was that, was I dreaming or did I just really read that yesterday? Did that really happen? And then I find myself going back and I, 
Yeah, I did read it. What are these people thinking? What goes through one's mind for them to think it's okay to do this? Wendy Williams will not appear on Friday's final episode of the Wendy Williams show. The final episode of the Wendy Williams show airs. Sadly, she's not going to be there. A spokesperson for the talk show confirmed to page six that its final episode scheduled to air on Friday will conclude the show, which has run for 13 seasons. The final original episode of the Wendy Williams show will air Friday, June 17, with a video tribute to the iconic host. The series comes to an end after 13 successful years in syndication. Williams, 57, will not appear for the show's sign-off. People want her to come back. A lot of people, especially the mid- and low-level producers. They signed up for the job because of Wendy. And it feels like it's just going to end without her. Staffers, some staffers are still traumatized over the host's erratic behavior they endured in recent years, along with her health issues that caused her absence in 2021 and 2022. There have been days where people thought they wouldn't have a job because she wouldn't show up to work. So this idea that there is some conundrum, no. The show went on without Wendy by having various guest hosts, including Michael Rappaport and Leah Remini. And in recent months, former The View panelist uh, Sherry Shepard was so successful as a fill-in that the production company Debmar Mercury is replacing Williams' show with a new one called Sherry that will air this fall. Do we see her coming back before a lens anytime soon? Not me. Um... I think it's a wrap for her. I think um, she have to deal with her health issues. Like she have health issues, man, and um, she's older or getting even older. So I think it's a wrap. I just I feel bad, you know. I don't like gossip and all of that stuff, but I like Wendy. I don't know. <laughs> I like her. How you do? It's unfortunate. It truly is unfortunate. Um, I don't know. There comes a time, Dre, when you have to concede, right? When you have to accept certain things, accept that certain things are now going to be the new reality, the new norm. Um, we also have to know in life when to step away, when to walk away gracefully. Um, it is good to walk away while you're up rather than when you're down or heading down, right? Um, embrace change. Exactly. Yeah, we have to learn to embrace change. Um, being in the spotlight is good. It has its benefits, its fringe benefits. You know, you're able to get into certain places, that sort of thing. You know, little things that go along with it. The nice it is, for the want of a better term. But... Yeah, uh, you have to know when to spare hum yourself the humiliation and the embarrassment by fighting to hang on to the very last thread when it comes to certain things, especially in the entertainment field, especially there. Um, we have seen, unfortunately, her pass out live on TV. 
and then we also the, the humiliation she endured with the um unraveling of her marriage the public humiliation and and that's the thing i'll say this anybody wanting to be in the spotlight understand that it comes at a cost you are constantly scrutinized if you sneezed oh why did she sneeze that wasn't the right sneeze that sneeze didn't sound right if one piece of hair is out of um is out of alignment you're criticized oh why didn't she get her stylist to fix that or why didn't for example boris johnson can somebody comb boris johnson's hair for me please over there in england please somebody comb his hair but you're in the public we're going to be scrutinized right it comes with the territory and i wish there was a way that you could maintain privacy to a great degree some don't want it to be private but i'm talking about those who want it to be private you know you could maintain it but people infringe on you they hang out outside your homes they they watch your every move i don't know i don't know but anyway we wish her well um whatever she's dealing with if she, if there's an illness we hope that she will be able to recover and yeah definitely sending her well wishes Tyler Perry said he was de-escalating the situation not comforting Will Smith after the Oscars slap Tyler Perry opened up about Will Smith's now iconic Oscar slap and he said he wanted to comfort both men the film producer spoke with Gail King during the Tribeca Festival. Though reluctant to talk about the subject, Perry said that he did not like people believing that he only came to Smith's rescue. There is a difference between comforting and de-escalating, Perry shared with King. Later on, he explained that he went to check on Rock and made sure he told Smith that his actions were inappropriate. He said that the bad boys actor was devastated over his actions and even shocked that he had assaulted Rock. Smith notoriously slapped Rock, and we remember that at the Oscars um, for joking about his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Pinkett, we know by now, suffers from alopecia when Rock made the joke. The set it off actress literally had her husband set it off because she was visibly upset. Perry and Denzel Washington were seen speaking with Smith following the slap. Even though the Medea creator shared his two cents on the matter, he did admit that he was not happy to be speaking about the issue in detail. If I talk about it, then it becomes overshadowing of everything else we talked about. That will be the headline for sure, Perry said to King. Smith continues to keep a low profile following the slap after issuing his public apology and accepting his ban from the academy he pretty much fell silent on social media and is said to be focusing on healing okay well thank you for doing that um tyler perry marlon likes watching tyler perry shows i don't know i don't get the same vibe from the tv shows as i do from the movies i am a i, lo I like his movies not his shows so much i don't know am i the only one probably um yeah i don't even no. know <laughs> yeah i don't even know the name of the shows really that come on um on the different channels the movies i will watch that's about it i find them more engaging yeah the the movie the, the series 
come across as a struggle for me with the actors as though there's always hesitancy to say the next line as if they, somebody's ready oh say this say this that's the feeling i get when i watch the shows right don't 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 shoot me don't don't don't, don't ask for no <laughs> you know it's 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 known that tyler perry makes a movie in like five minutes so or a tv show in five minutes so yes they're hesitant because they haven't had time to learn their line um, it's this. It isn't. This is not just me making saying this. People have been ripping him to shreds. That he does his entire thing by himself, and so he and he spits out a script in 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 hours, and so they don't have time to learn anything before they film it. I haven't seen anything of Tyler Perry since um, the movie with the woman who was being beat up by her husband and he got injured. Diary of a Mad um, Black Woman. That is the only movie. That's the movie I've seen. I've not seen anything from him since that. Not wow. a TV show, not a movie. I heard many things about the one with um. Oh, sorry, I'm being forgetful. The one with, about acrimony. I've heard a lot about acrimony, but I've never seen it, and I don't think I ever will. But <laughs> no, I, I think he's I known that. for that. Yeah, he needs to yeah. revisit his tactics or technique because um. For me, it's boring watching the, the series. I'm not going to lie. It is what it is. I'm going to be honest. Um, I've never watched um, the one with the guy who's married to the Jamaican girl, the girl of Jamaican descent. Uh, oh, my gosh. They're all over Instagram. I can't remember the name now. Yeah. I, stop hanging out with me, Sonette. You're losing your memory like me. <laughs> but no, on a serious note. Oh, no. I am. What's her name? can't remember. Whatever. But anyway, um, yeah. Mm. And sometimes the lines are off. I don't know if they edit before they go out to um, the plays or whatever. But sometimes there are things that are off. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Something's wrong. There's not connecting, not connecting. But yeah, too, that's probably the critique in me. I don't know. <laughs> so the pop group out of the K-pop group, let me say it correctly. BTS, they say they're not splitting, but they're splitting, right? So everybody's going to work on solo projects. For those people who care, I don't know. I probably have heard their songs, but if you ask me the name of their songs, I don't know. I'll have to go and look it up. But the news is causing anxiety amongst fans, right? Because, but they say the group is not disband disbanding, just living apart for a while. I really don't care. But to those who care, there you have it. They are living apart for a while they're not breaking up but they're breaking up <laughs> you wanted to break up marlon oh he wants them to break up you know what marlon behave yourself i'm just saying that's all what they all say that you know we're not breaking up but they are, they're breaking up yeah. everybody do their own solo project and the lead singer gonna be the star and the they are the ones that's gonna watch him do his thing, you know. But they are—they're they're breaking up. Right. And those, I don't know what's wrong with those boys, man. Those boys are pretty as heck. <laughs> you know what, Marlon? <laughs> yeah, they look like porcelain dolls. They're too pretty. I don't know if they're wearing makeup. I really don't know. They wear makeup. They do. Okay, so that explains it, Marlon. If you tune into your purpose and really align with it setting goals so that your vision is an expression of that purpose then life flows much more easily in the words of jack canfield
if tomorrow is judgment day And I'm standing on the front line And the Lord asked me what I did with my life I will say I spent it with you If I wake up in World War III, I see destruction and poverty. Thank you to all our listeners who logged on to QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com. And everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you were listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments, on Instagram, Moments With Me Media, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Moments With Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. Always great conversation, shared views, the varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. I ask that you all enjoy the rest of your day, and wherever you go, whatever you do, please be safe. Look forward to seeing you all tomorrow morning, and remember, tomorrow we do go live on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. And I'm sleeping in Grand Central Station. It's okay if you're sleeping with me. Ladies, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online 24-7. We, 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 we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye.